0: Hello everyone, welcome to Pick That One Hour. It's a weekly podcast trying to pick out the fun left in football. Kick off it is on episode 6. My name is Jack Murphy. With me, my co-host Will Varney. Will, how are you
1: mate? I'm good, mate. Uh, Box of Tricks number six. We reached episode six. Thank you to all those who've been listening, watching us on YouTube so far, I'd like to say. Um, I enjoyed last week's episode. I felt like yeah. it was really, that, especially that starter of talking about the French pastries. I thought they got us off to a really good start. I think that, that helped us through the rest of the podcast. So, uh, no, uh, good podcast last week and uh, hopefully some more good stuff to come from today's and... Uh, I mean, we, we've been lining up this show, haven't we, throughout the day. Usually we have a look the day before. Today it's an on-the-day job. Mm. Let's see what happens. It could go all pear-shaped. We, we've got to live in hope.
0: Well, as you mentioned there, we are talking about the French pastries. This would normally uh, be where we would uh, insert breakfast club. We've I think we've had four breakfasts uh, so far over the series. But due to scheduling conflicts, uh, we're recording in the evening today. We would normally record in uh, midday uh, on the Monday Um, And what's the the solution, Will? Are we thinking maybe a a dinner party instead of Breakfast Club this week?
1: It's a difficult one. And do you know what? Of all the prep and today being at work, um, all I could think about the whole day was what do we title this sort of opening segment? What do we call it? I know that you're thinking dinner party. I was thinking we could just go with something simple like the evening club. Okay. I didn't really know where the vibe was. I did like dinner party, but... What I have with me tonight isn't necessarily a dinner party. I didn't obviously finish work, came back, didn't have necessarily the time to whip up the meal that I was Mm. going to have tonight. I have planned it out. I'm actually, I've got a couple of burgers that go out of date tonight. So I haven't made them yet. They're being made later on. They can be, they are in my mind though, but I'm going to crack them out later on. Bit of cheese, got some lettuce. Yeah. And obviously the barbecue sauce like that can't go Full amiss. Job, so close. It's it's and with fries to go, they get a bad rep, Jack, but I'm backing them tonight. A childhood staple.
0: A staple, ba- a staple of do, my childhood. In the in the, the, been, the cardboard box ones that you microwave. A hundred percent.
1: They get a bad reputation, but tonight they are back out as a treat. They are two minutes, whack them in the microwave, and you're on to a winner. So they're back out tonight. But If we're talking about the dinner party, a.k.a. evening club, um, tonight, well, to start off with, I've got a nice refreshing beverage of a strawberry and kiwi-flavoured still water. Um, A bit of fruitiness on the side, but it's also very refreshing after a a long day. And then, to play on the whole club vibe, well... I, I couldn't, could I? Not on episode <laughs> six. It's a bloody club, a um, bloody club. An orange club is what we have tonight. Um, And it, I feel like this starts a debate, not only about the segment and the whole club on club on club vibe, but more on. This is a big debate, Jack. I want to hear your views. Is a club a chocolate bar or a biscuit? That's the big one tonight. Regardless of the football, regardless of any chat we have tonight, what is it?
0: Let's buckle in. Strap yourselves
1: in. It's going to be a bumpy ride, this one.
0: To me, it's got to be chocolate biscuit. It's got to be it's the biscuit aisle. It comes as a pack of biscuits. It's a chocolate biscuit. And I think I can't see myself getting uh, drawn away from from that idea. When you say club, Will... I can't lie to you. I think I'm not sure if it's the announcement today of the uh, of, of the lockdown coming back and everything and, and mm. dates and whatnot. Yes. You said club and you said club vibe, and I was so terrified. You were about to pull out a VK.
1: Oh, well, I mean, look, we know what we know what to do for the future weeks. <laughs> You're giving me ideas, Jack. That one might not be a great one in a mid morning mm. pod record. That True, but if this return.
0: situation ever happens again, if it happens, don't again, say we didn't warn you.
1: You're giving me ideas, and I like it. But, I mean, when I was picking this club up today in a so-called panic buy, I did notice that the only two club flavours there were an orange and a mint club. Mm. Now, I felt... Uh, I, I didn't know what to think. I was almost hurt when I saw the mint club. I'm not a big mint chocolate fan, and I thought I was just missing the sort of raisin club. that goes is really underrated. Doesn't get a good enough reputation. Along with the honeycomb club... Good club flavors, get that. This is the poll that we need. Why don't we just do forty-five minutes on our favorite biscuits? And is club a chocolate biscuit or a chocolate bar? These these are the big. These this is what the people want, Jack.
0: Yes, yeah, I mean it's the thing. I, I'm I'm a fan of all types of chocolate. I've got no qualms with mint chocolate. So you're not going to win me mm. over with anything there. But mm, I'm perfect. I'm saying it is more. You know what? I'm putting raisin bottom out of them for. Then I'm going. Then I'm going mint. Then I'm going to go orange. Honeycomb takes the dub for me.
1: It, it, it's it's insulting to me. I feel like you just tried to insult me by putting the raisin one at the bottom. That was always a highlight of my packed lunch at school. When mum has packed me that lunch and I've opened it up and I've spotted in that big burgundy purple wrapper that club, I knew my lunch was on to a winner, regardless of the, the poor sandwich that may be in the box. Um, but that, that that's Mrs. if Mum Barney. listens to. This. Hopefully, yeah. Mum doesn't listen to this pod. She's listened to all five before mm. as sort of moral support, which is nice to hear. But um, yeah, hearing that one, Mum, you made great sandwiches. All those times, bigger, big up, big up, big. Yeah, big test pops. if anything to see if she actually
0: does listen. Anyway, mm. we uh, I bet she I mean, will now. Probably. We should. <laughs> we've. Uh, We've got the we've got the big talk out of the way. The biscuit talks done for now. We'll come back to that later on to to see Push scores. Push it to the side. Let me have a nibble.
1: For Carry a, on. What we have we got
0: coming up? Uh we've got we've got a Premier League round up as always. Okay. And, but I feel like it's I feel like groundhog day will. I feel like we do this every week. Um mm. Liverpool 0 Everton 2 we kick off with. And I was thinking about what to say for this one and I, I just don't want to rehash the same things that we always say. The bad injuries, what a shame. that it's, it's hurt them all year. It's now four losses on uh, on the bounce now in the league for Liverpool. Um, I think it's uh, one point in six at Anfield in the league. Mm. I, I do have sympathy, but if you're going to lose every week, then you, you're coming into conversation with Arsenal territory at this point.
1: Um, I I mean, I feel like every pod episode we've done so far, out of all the six, we've almost led with Liverpool the whole way, and I feel like we've seen the decline in each stage, it's almost like it's happened from as soon as we started to now at the start we were going well they're still in with a shout of the title then it was mm, maybe they're off the, maybe they dropped off the gas a bit then it was uh now nah, they still have that title decider against city and now it's wow they're really scrapping for top 4 they could be within they they might struggle to actually get european football um who i mean we like you said we discuss it every week don't we oh they've been unlucky with inju- injuries oh it just hasn't come off for them this week But that Everton game was huge. I know, obviously, they they beat Leipzig midweek. And I personally thought getting that win was huge. I thought that could spur them on for not only the Everton game and what was at stake, but also for the rest of the season. That Everton game was huge, not only for what it meant to the city, but the ramifications of it with, you know, Everton having... They haven't won there since 1999. They're in the hunt for Champions League and European football. And, I mean... Of all the of all the time as well, what was it? The third minute, fourth mm, minute, straight away. And Richarlison goes, and it was so easy for yeah. Richarlison to get through. And then when it rains, it pours. Jordan Henderson getting that injury, Jurgen Klopp just the pain in that man's face. It was like it was one of those. You where know it's the like, memes. It is the meme. He was smiling <laughs> on the outside, but just crying on the inside. And. And then from that point on, obviously, there's a whole debate about the penalty. But regardless of the penalty, I thought Everton looked really good, really good defensively as well. I mean, Ben Godfrey, I thought, had a great game. Um, John Pickford was really impressive as well. I think he was, you know, that was a real standout performance looking for that number one shirt for England in the Euros. And, you know, everyone's saying what a genius sort of Carlo Ancelotti is, what a great manager he is. But, and, you know, Jurgen Klopp undone once again. And, yeah, they are struggling this season.
0: Yeah, it's not looking great for them at all. And uh, the new bit of discourse, because like real journalists actually find new pieces of discourse to discuss with Liverpool every week. Um, yeah. And they, uh, the one they've chosen this week is, well, they've had eighteen centre back partnerships now. Klopp needs to just stick with them, stick with, stick with one. Just pick two yeah. and stick with them. Problem is, uh, Jurgen Klopp plays anyone at centre back, and they immediately get injured. It's a, yeah. it's some woeful curse. And now you've got to worry uh, for them going forward with. Uh, Jordan Henderson out. We were talking about how he has no impact in the midfield at centre back. He now doesn't have an impact mm-hmm. in the team. I'm not sure how long he's out for, but I assume he's missing the uh, the Chelsea game coming up in the Sheffield. Well, it United. didn't look
1: it didn't look a great injury, no. did it? It looked like he pulled his groin, and, and you know, with the, and like you said, not only losing him as a centre half, but just losing his influence on the pitch, and you know. For, for all the criticism maybe he gets, I always find that former pros often talk about, and, and as well, people who are commentating at the games and obviously not having supporters around, for example, you're able to hear the communication on the pitch. And so many people say how influential he really is. He really is a leader on that pitch. And, I mean, that defence has had, has lacked that really all season. And it's going to have absolutely none of it now for what may be the next few games. And you have to look at that centre-half partnership. Is that a partnership which gets Champions League football? If you think about the next few games, Kabak, who's coming off the back of a shocking run of results with Schalke and the form they've had this season, and then Nat Phillips, you know, you have you have to say they have been really, really unlucky. But at the same time, regardless of that, you look at the top half of the pitch, and really it's it's been Mo Salah who's been doing it almost all on his own all season.
0: Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a weird one because, like you mentioned, Liverpool looked like the Liverpool of old against Leipzig. I don't, I think part of that was knowing that a different competition is, it feels like a clean slate. But um, also, I mean, with German clubs and, and clubs like Leipzig that, that are heavy pressing, they have no awareness of the back line and they will just be all on the press and some of the uh, positioning from the, from that back line. And like you just have to... I'll hold Jan's up and say that's the style of play that that most teams in the in the Bundesliga play. But Liverpool were just able to to tear them apart, counter after counter. So I, I do think they'll be able to go through now uh, quite easily after that. But they've got to get these points on the board
1: in the league, otherwise they they could be formed out of Europe. Never mind top four. League form at home, especially Jack. Yeah. If you look at their league form at home and how they've been performing recently. It is especially at Anfield, and that's where they they're usually being so known for being so strong. That run they went on of not losing at home, and then look at just, just they'll never win again. They'll never win again. <laughs> and it, I mean, for Liverpool fans, it must be so frustrating at the minute. And I know people, and like, I mean, we, I mentioned it last week, didn't I? You know, we said about unsuccessful title defenses, um, and you know how bad they've become. Mm. I still don't think Liverpool will reach that level, but again you would have you again it's being raised because the performances and the points they're not picking them up they're not picking them up at all they're just deteriorating it's 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 becoming a bit embarrassing that's mm. the that's the issue yeah and let's talk about the the team that's
0: recently uh, replaced them in the top 4 west ham united uh, another mm. huge win for the hammers 2-1 win over spurs uh, midday on sunday I'll, I'll throw the question right out there. Will are we sleeping on Go West for it. Ham? Hit me. Are we sleeping on them? Are they I mean, they've been because they we've talked about Leicester before on the pod. Uh, Villa, we've we've given a mention. Even Everton just now, and I think we have uh, previously. Even Leeds, we've we've given a good mention. I don't remember us giving a good solid shout out to West Ham for their
1: performances this season. I don't know if we're sleeping on them. I don't know. I think it's I think it's one of those where, for me personally, looking at the top four at the moment. I think it's almost set in stone in my head that it's going to be Manchester City, Man United, and Leicester are going to be three teams that take those spots for me personally. I think that final spot. You're right. It now for me it comes down to the likes of West Ham, Chelsea, um, Liverpool, um, Spurs. I think are, I think they're dead and buried. I don't think they're in it. Everton um, will definitely be in it. And there. Everton, I think, yeah. and Everton have put themselves back in. So everybody's scrapping for that final place, and I th- do I think West Ham will get it. I personally don't. I don't think they've got enough in terms of squad depth to compete with maybe the likes of say Chelsea. Mm. Maybe that's a biased viewpoint from me. Who knows? Bit of Tuchel ball, but at the same time, I think with how they've been playing, it's not to say it's been impressive, especially their form this see- this year in twenty twenty one. A lot of people, I mean, coming into coming into this season. Many people saying um, that the young lad who went to West Brom, uh, uh, Dean got uh, yeah. the um, the owners are getting absolute pelters from the fans. It's not good enough. Uh, we need more investment. And you look at how this side have kicked on. David, Mo- you know, David Moyes being brought in. Many people were sort of really frustrated with that appointment. Again, bringing him back was it really going to be good? I mean, fair play to him. I mean, some of the you know, picking up results like they have and playing like they've had. Players such as Declan Rice really showing their influence on the pitch. Antonio is so good as Mm -hmm. well. I mean, I think he's the only player I know who is in my fantasy team currently. And whenever (laughs) I see him score, I feel like I may have had a good week. I have no clue. I don't check. But still, he's firing in the goals. They look a really good... And I mean, one player in particular for me who has lit up this team, and you will agree 100%, is Suchek. Oh, what okay. A... Oh, so we we differed. We didn't even agree. <laughs> I mean,
0: so, I mean Salchek's fantastic season. I thought the na- the natural narrative was some Jay Ling's talk.
1: Oh come on! No, he's, if you
0: look at the whole season, fan... yeah, okay, the not whole the season. season. Okay, but I mean, we need oh, this hurts. We oh, need to shine yeah, a light he... on Jay Ling's at this at this yeah, point. We do. Jesse Lingard's coming. Career looks dead and buried. Uh, and he scored like four goals in three games or, or three goals in four games or something like that. He's looked now, fantastic on the who, ball.
1: I can't remember who his first game was against. Who was... Aston Ger- Villa, he's, he's
0: bagged a brace
1: in that and one. He's, yeah, there we go. It was that game. Do you know what about it was was quite surprising to me? Was in that first game, I think he'd only been there maybe a week. He'd been at the club maybe a week or maybe even just sort of four four days or so. And not only does he bag a brace, but his link up with Antonio. yeah it was like they 'd been playing for months, and it was it, it was almost a case of you you know you had to second guess yourself because you thought he almost Antonio knew where Lingard was Lingard was you know knew at where Mikel Antonio was on the same wavelength, they looked really good together, and then since then they 've just you know completely carried that form on, not only the pair of them but the team itself, mm. and they you know what I think surprisingly. You know, so many people have spoken, you know, and they try and, and like you say, you try and find different viewpoints on how can we criticise a team or something like that? And they've gone, you know, oh, the only reason West Ham are playing so well is because the fans aren't in the stadium, <laughs> giving them grief and all this. I think it looks a really united team on the pitch. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, the, that's the only thing I would say. I think, I don't think they will get Champions League in the end, but I still think, you know, they will definitely be up there challenging towards the end of it. I don't think they're going to go away anytime soon, especially with how they're playing at the minute. They look really good, Jack.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with everything about the squad depth. I think we we saw in the FA Cup that uh, as soon as Antonio had a worry that they had no one to to rely on. But speaking of Antonio, yeah. I, I feel like this is this is a, a Moyes trait. I'm not sure if this uh, there's any like stats or anything to back it up, but he seems to take players that aren't natural strikers and make them flourish there. Antonio, I'm thinking uh, Fellaini, Salchek, goals, sc- ma- making them goal score, goal yeah. scoring players from midfield. Tim Cahill at Everton as well. Um, I don't know if that's if that's a thing that that Moyes does. He just goes, I've got two strikers. I'll ship one of them off to Ajax. I'll have I'll have one. He started off as and a that left was a winger. Big decision. Yeah, I, I've got that was I've, a huge I've, decision my one my time. one striker is a left winger. But I'm going for it. We've also got a uh, we've also got a, a big. Uh, Czech holding midfielder, he'll pop in for the goals if Antonio doesn't.
1: But I still think, even if you're a West Ham fan, surely you were looking at it in January thinking, OK, so 45 <laughs> million striker been sold... Right, getting a replacement in, maybe, maybe not. So, I mean, they, they clear, that is what I mean. There's a gamble on squad depth. Yeah. You know that, when we've seen it, Antonio's been injured, and then all of a sudden there are many questions, okay, who's going to go up top? Now, obviously, they've brought Lingard in. That might help suffice it a bit. But even so, Lingard's not a striker. He's not going to no. be playing up top. So, I mean, there are still questions for the, over that for sure. But, I mean... You you can't criticize them currently with the squad with, with how they've been playing. I mean, what a job David Moyesman yeah. has done this season with a team that everyone at the start of the season was going relegation dogfight for yeah. sure, no doubt.
0: Uh, last point on this game, uh, have to talk about the celebration for the for the Lingard goal.
1: Uh, thoughts yeah. on it? Thumbs up? Thumbs Do we, down? What are you saying? It's a thumbs down from me, and that's not a boy. That's not a Roy Keane viewpoint. It of, sounds you know, it. Everyone should. I, I, I like a nice celebration. I like Jamie Vardy playing the old ukulele a couple of weeks back against Liverpool. But for me, yeah, exactly. Just just banging yeah. it away. But at the same time, I just that one, I mean, you had the four of them. And I, I love mean, the fact I it's just, a band. I've not seen that I, before. I just I love hate that. that Jesse Lingard celebration. Yeah, with the, 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 what that, is it, a flute or if it, a clarinet? Okay, we don't if it was, know. If it
0: was just that, if it was just that, it's a thumbs down. Uh, but now you've got... Pablo Fornells. Don't know if he speaks a word of English, but he's on the guitar in the in the back. You got yeah. Bowen, the lead singer, in the back. You've got Declan Rice. It took me about five watches to realize he was on the drums. He was doing this. I wasn't sure
1: what he was doing. Yeah, but he no, I didn't know what me. he was doing. He I don't even it for think Declan knew. <laughs> but I mean, this is the thing. It, I, I, I don't know I whether good, Link, I don't know if it was I don't just, know whether. I don't on, on, know mate, whether Jay Ling's is on is on the clarinet. He's on the flute. I don't know what he's doing. He's like the pied piper, but I just don't like it. There's just something that annoys me about it. And I feel like it might be because usually it's a celebration that if I'm playing FIFA um, and somebody scores against me, they bring that one out. And I've seen it way too many times. Mm. That might be it. But at the same time, yeah, uh, it, it, it wasn't for me that one. It wasn't my go-to celebration. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, let's move on to league leaders.
0: Uh, Manchester City went to the Emirates. Uh, scored in the first two minutes and won one nil uh, against Arsenal. Held it for the full game. Um, when I saw that goal go in,
1: yeah, an early start. I heart
0: heart drops. Thought I because mean, we we talked about this in the predictions last week. I don't think anyone, anyone at all, had Arsenal down as a win for this one. Um, I don't but, think
1: anyone would have predicted Raheem Sterling to out-jump Rob Holding. But as soon as that um, goal as
0: soon as that goal goes in, my heart drops and my head's thinking 7-0, 8-0. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it was it was terrifying. We improved from there, but the real I mean we can we can say that we looked decent throughout, but the fact is City didn't have to get out of like second gear to to hold this lead really. And the fact mm. that they scored it, it was such a shame because I feel like we set up decently and some brain-dead defending from the get-go just, just kills any hope you had Can, straight away. I, I,
1: I mean, I know that City are a great side, don't get me wrong, and they have been for a few years now. But would you agree that almost, in a way, sort of like a bogey team for you? I swear oh, now 100%. at home, you've, you've not scored against no. them in like maybe four or five games now, not even scored a goal. I mean, like, sure. What is it about them? Because everyone predicted like Arteta was gonna, was like, Pep's mini me. Yeah, and he just still can't really get get it over on him in the in the Premier League. Yeah,
0: and that, and that's what you. That's what that's the thing in the Premier League. I don't know what happened for us to win two nil at Wembley in the in the Cup semi final. Magic of the cup. Magic of the cup. We know it. Hey, eh? I mean, but um, I. It's. I mean, and Pep came out afterwards and, and was nothing but praise for Arteta. But we knew that was going to happen there, mate. So we yeah. knew that Pep's always going to have his back. My, my fear now is that um, Benfica on Thursday is a massive game. 1 1 in the first leg uh, in, the, in the last 32 of the Europa League. The Europa League is, is our only shot at Europe now, realistically. Yeah. It's our only shot well, at Europe.
1: Here's a question for you as an Arsenal fan, right? Yeah. I see so many people say. And I, I want to make this a quick one for you. I've seen so many people say that Arteta, um, he deserves time. He deserves time. Are you? I think you're currently are you 10th. Yes. You're currently 10th. At what point do you say, we're still not picking up results? Have we made much progress in the time he's been at the club, regardless of that FA Cup win last year?
0: Pro- I mean, progress, no. because Obviously, you can't say there's been progress in terms of in just looking at the league position. I fear that if we lose against Benfica, he might he, that might be him done, and I fear it because I don't see a manager that we could get that would have an instant impact on this group of players. And I know I'm not yeah. going to act like um, we have like a, a poverty squad. We don't. We've spent money on it in the last few seasons. There are uh, some fantastic players in there. I do think this is like this whole squad is transition. It's such. It's it's a completely different style of play trying to get them because Arteta's got to try and um transition them from the first style that he had as this sort of like defensive don't concede mm. uh which got us the FA Cup against uh, in the style against you and against City and now it's th- it this this was the si- this was the season where Arteta's gone this has to be the season where we transition from that to what I'm aiming for which is Pep City in terms yeah. of uh, line up the four three three, the the more fluid football. But that's the it's... problem
1: because time time it showed with Frank Lampard for example. You don't always get the time that you want. No. Sometimes the club will want to make that sort of change and change how they come across and change the whole you know structure of the club in a way rather than just the team. But that d- depends on time. And if you're not picking up results either, I think you're right. I think Europa League is huge for Arsenal now. I think that's huge for him, and I think I think it's huge for his job because mm. you can't keep running out of chances.
0: But then you're just going to get another manager, in if he's if he's sacked, that's another manager signings, another yeah. manager's tactics, and it just becomes a huge mess in the, in the and the cycle, yeah, and yeah, and it it just becomes a vicious cycle. It's not something I I want to see uh, happen with these lot, and I, I think. I mean, if it, if it was up to me, I'd give him time. But I can understand that you can't fill him with praise at 10th in the league. Let's, let's yeah. push it off of us. I want to push it onto you now. We, you've had a few oh, yeah. weeks of, of Tuchel cool now. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, he's dropped points against... Tuchel cool ball! He's dropped points against Southampton. 1-1 at St Mary's. It was a dull yeah. game. Not much to say. Um, oh, it wasn't a thriller. It would be disappointing to drop points against an out-of-form Southampton. I, I think the only main talking point I want to come out of this with is, is the subbing a substitute of hudson Adoy, yep. who um, got brought on at half-time, then subbed off like 20 or so minutes later. It uh, yeah. looks like, like the commentators were trying to play off as an injury. doesn't look like an injury. And then Tuchel confirmed uh, post-match that it wasn't an injury either. So, I mean, what, what are we saying there? I, I, do, is this the, the first glimmer of, of the ruthless uh, Tuchel era?
1: I think he, I think he I think he's going to be a I think he's going to be a ruthless manager don't get me wrong. Um I think a lot of the, I, I think a lot is being made out of it because it's Callum Hudson-Odoi and I think mm-hmm. since Tuchel's come in he's looked really he's looked like he's almost reinvigorated in a way he's putting some really impressive performances. Um and then all of a sudden you know comes on at half time looking to change the game. What surprised me is it was. Don't get me wrong. It was a dreadful game to watch at times. It was really boring. It was literally just Chelsea passing the ball around, bit of possession, and then, ooh, what shall we do? Let's try and score. But I mean, Timo Werner, you know, are much used as a chocolate fire guard at the minute, unfortunately. So I mean, <laughs> if we're not going to do much, and I thought Callum Hudson-Odoi looked really positive against. He was actually looking like he wanted to do something. He was trying to get at Ryan Bertrand, get past him. He did it a couple of times. And what is sort of a 25-minute, half-an-hour cameo? He then gets brought off for Zh I did think at the time, I thought, that's bizarre. I thought it must have been an injury. Surely. And I mean, being subbed as a sub is probably the worst feeling ever. I feel like I might have had it when I played Sunday League. And I. do you know what? What's surprising is when I try and remember it, I, I don't feel like I was angry. I think I just fancied the breather. I, I didn't really care. Sounding I just like thought me I'm now. A, Honestly, I was <laughs> yeah. full I think I was getting actually run ragged yeah. at fullback and I just I just thought I'll take the breather, here. you know, give, rest the old legs and chill out, have a sip. I mean, I wasn't I didn't feel too badly for a professional football, however. I can imagine that sort of feeling of just not only the frustration but the almost maybe embarrassment and uh, how sort of well, he's been playing recently. Look, I think you're right. I think it just shows that Tuchel's going to take no nonsense from this team. Well, that's a good thing. We'll have to wait and see because we've actually started okay under him. But to, you know, tomorrow against Atletico is the big test. That's the big test for sure. Yeah, I
0: mean, here's the baptism of fire. Now the next fortnight, twice against Atletico, Liverpool, and Man United. So, we'll uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll I mean, see we'll by see. I mean, by episode seven or eight how we're we feeling by then.
1: Yeah, and you'll be opening the episode with so. We'll-. <laughs> Will, how's your week been? I'll be going, so it's been another defeat for us and I'm Arteta
0: our te- our will, will be gone by then, I'll have a beard down to <laughs> yeah. here, I'll look homeless.
1: <laughs> It'll just be two guys just really sad talking about the state of their clubs
0: currently. I think that's all it has been the last six weeks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that's what we're edging towards anyway. I don't think it'll be a big difference.
0: I think it's time we talked about some good football. Uh, not sure okay. about you. i uh, like that. Champions League returned uh, in the, the last 16, uh, yes. l- last midweek. And Kylian Mbappe, you star boy. What an absolutely incredible performance yeah. he put on against Barcelona in the 4-1 victory for PSG. I mean, he's a player that ever since he broke out at Monaco, he he's he's been so likable to watch. It's such a an entertaining style of player. Um, mm. do you, I mean, I'm gonna give a quick question. It's uh, something that you were trying to fit in, so I'm gonna just try and throw it at you. Throw it back yeah. in your face. Yeah. Um, Mbappe or Haaland? Who do you think has the better
1: career? I've heard everyone has asked me this this week at work. It's been the big talking point. Oh, would you rather have Mbappe, Haaland? I'd take. Uh, I would take Mbappe purely because um we haven't seen um I've not really seen much of Haaland on an international stage. Mm-hmm. And you know Mbappe has a world cup to his name yeah, so I think that's a lot fair. already. Um and I think I mean like like you said we we discussed the game didn't we briefly yeah. uh, last week and we said you know oh you know Mbappe doesn't have Neymar I wonder if that will come to looked like he didn't care at all. Not he at all. run that back line ragged. I saw a video of um, picture of, of Jared uh, P Yeah. The, pull the, him the, in the photo of Jared Piquet. But there's also Beautiful. a video of him of PK just like screaming like like what is going on? <laughs> Can somebody help, please? And I felt for the guy. I mean like it just he he just he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. And, you know, to to score a hat trick at the new camp, you know all the talking points just went away from Messi completely and what a brilliant player he was all on to Kylian Mbappe a real star for the future but we've known this for some time i think it's just turning up in a game like that and being individually brilliant has just put him on a whole new level right now to people
0: yeah we've debated for years who's next after Messi and Ronaldo to take the the keys to the throne at the at the top of the uh, of world football and mbappe's there he's there now yep. it's, there's no debate over it he's there and he's and he's he doesn't look like going away anytime soon he's oh going to no, be there for his not, full career he? it looks absolutely fantastic i can't wait to see where his career takes him i mean his champions league final and world cup is already in the back pocket so and he's what, and he's young 22? and he's younger than he's us
1: chilling. so i mean like it's 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 crazy isn't it i mean What I mean, just what a player! But uh, and this is the thing, right? For somebody with such a big price tag as well, when he went to PSG, a lot of people saying, you know, in Ligue One, hadn't really shown much for Monaco in a European sense, and then goes to PSG, showing it on the international stage as well. I think you, it only screams a matter of time to me until we're seeing him at say like Real Madrid, for example. I think that's only they're going to come calling soon enough for him.
0: Um, so let's let's think about it because that that's it will go down as one of the best Champions League performances ever. Hundred percent, has and to that be. and that sparked the debate in my mind. Best individual performances we've ever seen uh, in a football game. Mm. I'm not sure if you have any. I've, I had two that that came to mind and stuck with me.
1: I had three that came to mind. So okay, I, if you you want to go first. Okay, I mean, one that came to mind for me had to be Gareth Bale against Inter Milan.
0: I like that. I like that shout.
1: And the the reason for that was not only just, it, I think for me, what what reminds me so much, everyone remembers that goal where he just sort of glided past Mike on, like he wasn't there at the time. Mike on was being, you know, mentioned as the best right back in world football at the time. And yeah. he just moved past him like he wasn't there. He goes to the San Siro and just almost in the second half, just tore them apart out of nowhere. That for me was not only the game that, Made people start talking about Gareth Bale in the sense that he he is as a, a huge winner in the game, but also that performance it was just sensational to watch for me. That that is definitely one, especially at places like Inter Milan as well when they were at their height as well. It was I think it was yeah. around two thousand eleven time. Yeah, it was, it was just after like they, they won it. I think they were the whole Just come at the off time. the back of yeah. winning the Champions League, you know, tour. it was a brilliant to watch. Has to be up there for me that one.
0: Good call. I mean, I didn't have the heart. I did look at it, I didn't have the heart to put a Spurs performance in there. I suppose that would be painful for That's good, sometimes... I mean that's that's fair play from you for sticking mm. it in there. I know that can kind of been easy for you either. Um, no, it wasn't. First yet. one, I've gone closer to home. Um, okay. Uh, Anfield, 2009. Uh, this no, little this, uh, this little Russian left winger comes out <laughs> of nowhere. Four shots, four goals. <laughs> you know I'm talking Andre Arshavin. We've mentioned yeah. him on the pod before as, as a cult hero. And this was what cemented his, his uh, whatever legacy he has in English football. Um, yeah, I mean the the commentary, the uh, the just the just out of nowhereness of, of, of the game, where every time uh, one team scored, Ashurban went the uh, every time Liverpool scored, Ashurban goes up the other end and he's and he's netted one to either take no, the lead. Yeah. I think the celebrations, the hand on the finger on the mouth. For the yeah, shush, give it the old shush routine. routine. And then he ends up counting. He's going two, three, four. <laughs> He's trying to keep count at the end. The only thing that hampers this is that we didn't win and then we conceded in the 90th minute and it ended 4-4. If that game ends 4-3, it's top yeah. of my list, no doubt, I think.
1: I think it's forgotten about sometimes, that one.
0: Yeah, and, uh, I, and, it's because and, it's
1: André Arshavin.
0: And I'm happy to be the, the, uh, the man that constantly can be Just the keep reminder. Yeah. Just keep reminding everybody. Once a year, I think some maybe. Just T-shirts and at posters. Least, yeah. I, oh, what a man. What a man. What a night under the lights. Great performance for me. That's my first one.
1: Um, for me, I mean this one. F- this one for me. Um, I'm going close to home as well. Didier Drogba against Bayern. Yeah, I knew th- I, this is the one I and knew re- you were going for. The reason I'm going for that is I understand that you know we can see we conceded late on. It's one nil Bayern. Thomas Muller scored. I'm head in my hands, thinking once again, done. I'm going to get ridiculed in, ridiculed in the school pra- playground, and I'm just waiting for it. And that. He, he was always a man who he's spoken about. He's a man for the big occasions. People compare him to the likes of, like, Jamie Vardy. And, you know, Jamie Vardy's better because he scored more goals. I think for the for the big occasions, for those big days, trophies on the line, you wanted Didier Drogba there. He was a serial winner. And, again, want that vital moment right at the end. What does he do? Gets his head on it. Gets us back into the game, into extra time. Granted, he does give away a penalty, Heart in mouth routine. I was sort of thinking, well thanks, Didier. You got you did get sent off in a previous Champions League final. Now you give away a pen after sort of luring me and my feelings back into this. Um but then it was it was sometimes you think some things are just scripted in football. Like it's meant to happen. Him stepping up to take that final penalty, knowing that he's gonna leave. Oh, what a moment. Mum's birthday. Buffet's gone flying everywhere, getting sun, giving mum a big hug, crying in front of my best friend, which sort of, you know, it's uh, you know, that one got mentioned in the school playground. But yeah. at the same time, supporting a Champions it. League winning club. So it's all worth it in the end.
0: Yeah, fair play. I mean, that was always going to be Jogba's night, regardless of the result. And, and the fact he could take it and make it all about him in and, and that way was, uh, yeah. was even as a man Classic. rooting desperately for Bayern to win. So a, spe- a special watch. A special watch. I still
1: watch that penalty now. Just get it up on YouTube, just chill out, maybe eat some pop chips. Just watch it just for the mems. Oh, point. it brings so good. Um
0: I've got a more recent one for okay. for this one. I've one that d doesn't get talked about enough. Um Bundesliga, half time, Bayern come in one nil down at half time against Wolfsburg, and Pep goes fine. I've been rotating. I've got Lewandowski's got to come on. We've got to bring him on. That's 9 cool. minutes later it's 5-1 Bayern and Lewandowski's <laughs> hit all five. Yeah. None of them tap-ins. Yeah. None of them. Uh, all great we, goals.
1: Again, and again it's like a player of that of quality just, to, you know, be like, yeah, if you just have a warm-up in these next 10 yeah. 15, Robert, get us, if you get us just back go into it. And, we need to get back in the game, like, you know, maybe we can just get one after half-time. And then you know we can get we can get into it further as the second half goes on. And he just goes, Yeah, easy. And he does the old sort of like Thanos clicking of the old fingers. (laughs) He just sort of like, it's all on him then. And I mean what, five goals, five goals later in nine minutes. I remember that. That was incredible. Everyone was but but this is the thing, right? I think there's been so many amazing individual performances. But I completely forgot about that. I think so many people have forgotten about that as well. So like there's performances where at the time you go the whoa that yeah. is insane and it's just easily forgotten about because somebody else will do something.
0: Like know? I don't I don't watch uh, much live Bundesliga, but somehow I somehow someway that was a game I was watching live on BT. Yeah. And um, the the whole moment like the commentator just becoming completely lost in it, knowing yeah. that he's, he's what he's witnessing here, trying to come to grips with it, and just just trying to believe it himself, and then the Pan to, to Guardiola on the touchline, like the oh, hand got, over yeah, the he's mouth. Yeah, he the old head. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. Then he doesn't head. even know
1: what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely amazing moment. And that, I mean, we knew, we definitely knew by then the level that Lewandowski was on. But that game put him amongst the elite, like the, the yeah. top three, four, five in the world, definitely. That got was, him.
1: That, that started to get him spoken about as at a, a like you say at a higher level compared to the already good level that he was he was proving as a striker. But that was yeah next. Let's say let's say the last one then. Well, what you got? Last one that came to me, I remember seeing it in an airport. I don't know, it was a really weird one. Champions League final, and it's when uh, at Wembley Stadium, Barcelona just dismantled Man United. Like they, mm. it it was one of those performances. I remember watching it in a Weatherspoon's, waiting for the flight, chilling out, and I remember just looking and seeing Lionel Messi just just run rings around the likes of you know Nemanja Vidic. And Rio Ferdinand, who had looked so strong all season, and then just Lionel Messi, and that was a performance where like David Villa yeah. just looked insane. But Lionel Messi, for me, I yeah. think even after the game, Rio Ferdinand said like, "I'm actually embarrassed." <laughs> and that's a player at like Rio fan Ferdinand yeah. at the level that he was at. Ferguson was saying, "You know, this is the best team I've ever come across." You know, you remember that Barca team, but also that was like Lionel Messi. At Wembley, Champions League final, and he just took it all on his shoulders. And, wow, that, that I remember watching that and thinking, like, this, this is special. And it's it's games like that where you watch a player's performance and you almost sit back and you think, I mean, this, it, it is embarrassing and Rio clearly felt it as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad that... Um... Messi's had a had a challenge. He had to his. be thrown in there. Yeah, I mean, one, uh, you could have picked his his five goals in a game against Leverkusen that game against Bayern. And he's got him and Ronaldo. They've both got countless, countless uh, oh, yeah, ty- yeah, types yeah. of games like this. So I'm glad they've got a, a they've a, got a little a mention. But I, I mean, not. as the how old would we have been then? What 11 or or something? Yeah, a, against about 11, 12, against yeah. a um, United team that were just dominating everything in sight at the time. It's so yeah. nice. It was so nice to see them get brought down a peg and and oh yeah
1: but I mean that Barca team was on yeah it was was
0: so so good to watch it was so so good to watch and that is the legacy that Pep brings to uh, because he's been mentioned in two of these games as the manager um but that's the legacy that he leaves to have a team that good I mean obviously it is a helping hand to have a Leo Messi that it does help having some you know the funds
1: readily available to get the best players I suppose (laughs) You know, compared to if he was scrimping at Grimsby, you know, you can imagine, you know, him sort of looking for the pennies. But what can you do? You know, an incredible manager.
0: Yeah, nice little talk that. I think maybe maybe one for the highlights uh, down the road. I feel. Who knows? Who knows? Um, we talked about Mbappe's age in that, and I don't want to make us feel even even older. But yeah. uh, before we go into predictions, I want to talk about this this new story that's come out this week. New Sunderland owner uh, yeah. Kivel Louis Dreyfus. 23 years old, heir to a billionaire empire in France. Uh, dad, Robert Louis dreyfus uh, previously owned Marseille, and I believe uh, Kill promised him he wouldn't get involved in football himself, but then was won over by Sunderland. And I just the Black th- Cats. The, <laughs> everyone's everyone's second team is what they're most
1: commonly known as Sunderland. But I, can, I bet uh, he watched Sunderland till I die, and that's what sold him. I wonder if that. I that sellable would that have put him off more. I don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, it would. I mean. I mean it'd probably put him off. I mean he's probably watching and gone, This team looks entertaining. Probably because each both seasons they got what? Meant to go up the first season, but predicted for promotion, relegated. Yeah. And then the second series They, they made what? the they made
0: it, a documentary. <laughs> they made it's, it's a documentary crazy. expecting it to be their big hurrah return to the Premier League and they oh, went down. It's they went down so
1: bad. But even the second series, Jack. The second yeah, series is like doesn't get this any easier. Bounce watch. back. We're gonna give them some pride as they get to a cup final and a playoff final and lose both. I mean, like they, it's written that's scripted for just comedy. That's just like, it doesn't get any better. But I mean, in terms of this this guy here, of all the things he could buy with that money, yeah, with that amount of money, anything you could do and invest in, and he decides to invest. In the black cats who have basically lost all nine lives, <laughs> they've got they've got nothing left. It they've it, just found a tenth.
0: They've just found a tenth out of nowhere. I can't I, mean, I yeah, can't I, believe it. He's, I, I mean, mean, this is and this is the it, thing in the in the press like the press talk from it afterwards. He's, he's spoken to a few papers and, and whatnot about it, and he and he's talked about how in in other places he's looked at places like Russia and the, the capitals in in Eastern Europe and that. They said they they doesn't feel the same love as football as he did in Sunderland, which is quite nice to hear actually. And I don't know how Sunderland fans still have that love watching that team over the last decade.
1: And this is the thing: they clearly, you know, they're begging out now for just because after after you know when Stuart Donald came in, everyone was going get in, son, you know, brilliant we've got somebody who cares about our club and you know after about what a year he was going does anyone else want to buy it (laughs) you know like he didn't want to be there so finally they find this 23 year old who's happy to go in I mean the the thing is I can understand in a way why sudden you know Sunderland fans hearing the amount of money that he's got you know his father has experience at a football club but also I mean I know you know 23 years old you know, is that enough experience to then almost come into a club like Sunderland as well, who've had so many issues with money? I mean, like, why didn't you? Why didn't you just buy it? Buy a couple of villas or something? And, <laughs> well, you know, I, just...
0: I was, I was gonna say, if you were, uh, if you right now had less, I think he's been valued at he, his current value is around four billion pounds. Uh, okay, just a smidge killed, of yeah, money. Just four bill. Um, okay. Let's say you've got that as as your net worth. Um, you've got a few hundred million pounds to spend. Yeah, does a football
1: club enter your mind once? No, does it? it does no? Because I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing. I'd probably be the worst owner ever. And there's been a lot that could give me a run for my money. But still, I, I genuinely wouldn't have a clue. So, and but even then, would I want to do it? But despite knowing anything, not knowing anything, no, nothing would interest me less. You know, like, the the amount of stress, it'd be like being on Ozark, being, you know, (laughs) mighty bird, just wouldn't be able to sleep at night. No, not for me. I'd rather just go buy a couple of villas, chill out, not do much, easy money. Do that rather than the stress of having to keep everybody in Sunderland happy.
0: Mate, I'd be tempted, you know. But here's the thing. Not Sunderland, Come on. not Sunderland. I'm thinking, like, I'm, I'm thinking, Boston United. <laughs> Where? Boston United, nearby me. They've been my team nearest to me for for a lot of my childhood. Right. The rags to riches story. You'd get a statue outside the ground.
1: Yeah, but what if it doesn't go right? What if it goes really, really wrong? And I, then, I mean, your to, local uh, club and the whole community hates you. I've
0: just had a lot of. Uh, I've just, I've just seen like Glenn Tamlin and Bill He just flashing before.
1: You've just eyes. seen visions. You've just seen a huge vision of how this could go drastically wrong.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't spend the money like a fool. I'd uh, get the, oh. I'd uh, get of the course. youth, the youth, uh, the youth uh, training system. Uh, so you're notch. playing
1: real life football manager.
0: Yeah, I'm playing uh, football manager, 8D <laughs> chess. I'll let you decide. Um, <laughs> I, I'm your man though, Boston. Let, I mean. Dale's doing a great job, though. I can't lie; he he saved them, and he uh, he continues to keep them steady, keep the ship steady as it is. Let's go. Well, with... He's
1: clearly going to have to look out for his job, if or if he knows as well. If he ever wants to sell up, he knows that just give you a bell, and you might be willing <laughs> to invest. Through... Let's go, get let's... Louis Dreyfus on the call.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he gets bored, one phone call to to <laughs> to kill Louis Dreyfus. Let's get the pilgrims back in the football league where they belong. Let's see it how... happen. <laughs> It's time for the predictions, Will. It's time for the Let's predictions. I feel, I'm worried we might overrun, but we've hit the predictions. Ah! We're fine, we're fine. We've hit the predictions. Another thriller last week. 4-3 to you. We did well in the goal scorer thing. I think it was the, the safe pick yeah. of Messi that tipped you, tipped the scales in your oh, in your favour. Um, but it means it's, you've, you've opened a little bit of a gap. 13-11 is the, is the current score line.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: So, I mean, this is a big one this week. On
1: the tie week. break if we're talking tennis...
0: Um. I mean we're not and we've got we've got got plenty of weeks to go it's early in this half season worth of of predictions that we're doing Uh, so but yeah two two point lead to to hold for you at the minute okay and we're starting close to home for you Uh, Tuesday night Chelsea Atletico Madrid Champions League huge game now I must say you're going first in this prediction I've got two scores in my head if you pick one of them I'm picking the other so I'm just letting you
1: know that now Okay. Um, well, if I'm being honest, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go nil-nil. I'm actually going to go nil-nil. I think Chelsea will literally set up, especially with it being, you know, at the Wanda. They are not going to want to give anything away. So I think they're going to be very defensive. It's going to be a very cagey, a very dull game. Um, and I'm going to go nil nil with that one. So obviously, don't throw me in a goal scorer. Put yeah. not. A, put that. N a n a n a right <laughs> n a by that.
0: Um, yeah, nil nil was one of the two I had, and I and it's, it's it's the it's the standard, isn't it? Atletico's defense this season has been next level. Yeah. I don't think they've conceded over ten goals in, the, in La Liga this season. It's absolutely mental how good Simeone set up this year, especially. Um, making the most of uh, of Barcelona and Real Madrid's current shortcomings. It looks like they're romping to the, the La Liga title. Um, Their goalscoring's got better, though. I think they could nick it. I'm going to go 1-0. That was the two scores. It was 0-0 and 1-0. So I'm going to go 1-0 Atletico. I'm going the La Liga top scorer, Luis Suarez.
1: Okay, that's fair enough. I may as yeah, well. I mean, I, may as well. I, mean, I need to call these points back. I'm putting a lot of confidence back. in our defence. I'm putting a bit too much confidence I think in I our defence. To... I
0: think I might have just joined you on the 0-0 if... You didn't let a sloppy goal in against Southampton. Now I've known yeah. it. Now I've seen it's possible. Yeah, um, that defending
1: was diabolical. Yeah, I'm trophy. going. Yeah, it so one
0: nil Suarez for me. The other okay. Champions League one we're predicting the next night: Munch Munchen Gladbach uh, against Manchester City. Munchen mm. um, Gladbach mixed fortunes in the in the league this season. They've been up and down. They've had decent spells. Obviously, we've talked about Man City's form, how good they've been at the minute. I think it could be relatively simple for them, actually. I, I, I mean, we saw how Leipzig showed up at Liverpool and they didn't worry them too much in the end. They did worry United, but and, and then Leipzig are above Mönchengladbach, performing better than them as well. I'm going to say, I don't think it's a whitewash. I'm going to go 2-0 City. Okay. I'm trying to think of uh, like what Pep's, what team Pep's going to play, maybe like a half-rotated team. So I'm going to go Ferran Torres as my goal scorer. Okay.
1: Um, I'm. I think. I. I. I think it will be a easy, clear-cut city win. Personally, I'm going to go three nil city. I'm going to go three to city, even though they're away from home. I still think they'll get the job done, and um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Riyad Mahrez to score. I'm going to go Riaz. Big fan of Riaz, oh. I think. I think you've him a few times. In the... I predict... And yeah, and he's never done it.
0: So <laughs> it doesn't sound good, does it? But I mean, one week he will.
1: This week could be the week, One please. week he will.
0: Uh, and finally, Premier League. Um, we could have picked Chelsea United, but I didn't, want che- I didn't want double Chelsea. You didn't want the double? It's, it's, it's almost unfair. I mean, I'm not coming out here with triple Arsenal predictions. <laughs> I could have thrown Benfica. Benfica-Arsenal uh, Benfico- is the bigger game. But uh, either way. Didn't, didn't want to throw you open league in. I didn't want to. Down, I didn't want to downplay this podcast. I want. I want to be the you know cream of the yeah high
1: level top tier yeah.
0: So instead, I'm going for a game that I think looks very entertaining in the Premier League this weekend. Aston Villa versus Leeds United. Game mm. changer. Is Jack Grealish going to be fit or not? We're not sure. Well, he's out for a month, isn't he? They're saying out for a month. And then Dean Smith's coming out going, "Oh, we're getting tests. Who knows? He might be back." Oh, uh, yeah, he, he's
1: going. Oh, he's getting tests. He'll be fine. <laughs> Even though he knows he's out for a month. Because uh, like, yeah. So he's so so
0: what what are you thinking here then? Villa leads.
1: I think it's a whole game changer that Jack Grealish is out against Leicester. They just they didn't look themselves, and I think the majority of all my friends who are Villa fans are really concerned about the next few games because they think it's just going to be completely different without him. I think it's going to be, I'm going to go for a one-all draw okay. and I'm going to go Pat Bamford to score. But I think if if Villa had Grealish with him, then it'd be a, a Villa win. But without him, they look like they're suffering. So I'm going to go one-all, Bamford to score. Yeah,
0: this is tough. This is really, really tough. Uh, Grealish is such a game changer uh, for Villa like every Leeds game, you could put Leeds against any other team and you're thinking, yeah. there's goals in this. There could be goals yeah, in yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this is so, so tough, man. Villa, a bit leaky at the back as well recently. They have they have conceded the old one, one or two goals. Leeds, mm-hmm. always leaky. Um, unlucky goal to concede against Wolves, I will say. But, they, I mean, if they play the high line and, and Watkins gets in behind, for example, who knows what could happen. So I'm going to go... Two two because it's my classic and I always okay. if there's if I think there's goals and I can't goals, see a, and I can't see a winner I always go for the two two so I will go for that. It's a big call. Cool. Mm, I'm gonna go for my FPL man Stuart Dallas out of nowhere.
1: Stewie Stu Stew okay.
0: Dallas. He's been with me all season <laughs> in the FPL when he gets around because like, he, he's cast a defender but he plays pretty much attacking mid. Um, okay. So he's he's my wild card pick here. For, that is a for, wild card for The goal I mean, I've got to go out there. To, to pick. I was going to go for a Villa man, but it's risky to pick at the minute. They could create opportunities, but they're not guaranteed opportunities with Grealish. No. not there. Yeah, also, uh, I have to talk about. Um, speaking of FPL and speaking of Jack Grealish, Aston Villa's players today have been banned from using uh, FPL for for the rest mm. of the season. This is, I mean, I'm huge in the FPL community in terms of, I'm all about, I'm looking every single day at FPL news and stuff like that. There is there is a Twitter account that's sole purpose is to keep an eye on uh, staff and players, FPL teams. Wow, and, what a job. I know. And, they, and then they, <laughs> they saw that this week, like eight Villa players and staff all uh, took out Jack Grealish before there was any mention of an injury.
1: A little tipster there.
0: So obviously they're fuming, they're saying that FPL's uh, letting the secrets out and whatnot, so they've Mm. banned it, but uh, then before the deadline of anything anyway, Villa released 20 training pictures and Grealish is nowhere to be seen in any of them. So you could argue that that's not really helped their case either, and that's kind of just confirmed the deal. Um, don't ban FPL. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have to
1: worry if they saw my fancy Premier League, Jack, I've
0: said, I don't change it. <laughs> as a, I ain't seen it in a few weeks. As, as a man that obsesses over it, let the lads have their fun. <laughs> let the lads play. I know if you if Leeds start doing it, Patrick Bamford's going to have nothing to talk about in his post-match conferences. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I mean, let the lads have their fun. Let their lads uh, play FPL. Um, before we come to a close here, uh, since we are a new podcast i'd like to remind everyone check out the rest of our platforms if you're on youtube and you've not subscribed what are you doing what on earth what are, are you, you doing? doing we've got like 18 19 subscribers but we're getting like 40 50 60 views per pod if you're watching this right now and you're not subscribed i'll just get i'll give you a few seconds it doesn't take much just hit give the subscribe button hit the bell while you're there so you're always notified whenever ding, ding. <laughs> whenever uh, we <laughs> upload yeah. They if won't he, subscribe. No, that's no, you killed, killed it. You um, killed it. If you don't like watching these mugs every week, then we're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, especially if you're if you're there, make sure to give us a rating. Give us a five star rating. Maybe a little note as well. A little review always helps. It, the Only channel. a good rating. Only, Only a good one. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Don't three you, stars don't or below. Say any get, get. Th- if you got three stars or below, get that. No out of deal, Knowles. No deal.
0: <laughs> You're blocked, mate. Speaking of blocked, <laughs> you won't be able to see our great Twitter account. That PTTO Pod. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. I... Um, Highlights will eventually go out there and polls for stuff deciding stuff for episodes as well. Also on TikTok, still uh, trying to get those TikToks out there. It's a tough struggle, but we're getting there. The more content we get, the more content for me to sift through and, and create highlights exactly. for for the TikTok. So get on that, at, pick that one out on TikTok. Well, uh, do we hear a quick uh, update on the dinner party then, evening club, whatever you want to call it, Will? What are we saying?
1: did a party evening club. Uh, well, the Orange Club wasn't a thriller, did a job, but very, uh, I didn't realise how biscuity it was. So I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go six out of 10. The water really brought out okay. for me today. Nice and fruity. But the Orange Club, very biscuity, very uh, difficult to eat with a mic in front of me.
0: Yeah, the fans want to know. The people want to know. Um, does the does the talk sport? Will the talk
1: sport uh, commodities? The talk sport breakfasts come back at, at some point? Or are you just it's picking from back. now? It's coming back. I'm planning a. No, I'm planning a big one. I'm planning a big one. I'm planning an Alan Brazil breakfast. That's the next one I'm talking about. It's coming in. Don't you worry about it. I'm we're, just waiting for a mid morning to record. That's all I need.
0: If if we were ever gonna get people to click on the next pod, I think we just got it. Uh, full time on episode 6 then thank you for joining us thank you for joining me Will Uh, we will see you next time thank you and goodbye